Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake. Easy Sports Betting Tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can find my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Friday, November 11th, 2022. Hey, you're here. the webpage on the banner. It's slash new for a primer and explanation of what's going on around here. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, rather, here are the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your heart money remember that sideline has graded plays on every single game but as always take what you like and leave the rest and if you have questions about any of these games or other games the best place to get answers is on our discord which can be accessed through patreon link in the show description uh, i gave a, a shameless plug on, on on twitter today uh i gave it an extra play over there on the discord a total that i loved that hit and then someone asked about citadel and i said i love that one too it was, it was almost one of the plays of the day that hit too so a lot of fun stuff going on on the discord wow. I like to the door there yeah yeah no it's it's worth every penny now um as always remember there are no locks and gambling so what sandlin provides are loves likes and leans it is a b and c grades to indicate confidence level with respect to scaling wagers however please understand that good and bad variants will occur so as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day as an impossible reality for any gambler uh jake i just i just really need you to hit one of these parlays that's I'm, I'm, I, that's very frustrating I, I i thought we nailed it with creating that game was at the right pace got got the over got everything and man they just hit everything they threw up it was ah, you know and and i think most people probably know this about me i'm not a i'm not a big parlay guy in general um you know i think if you're going to do parlays like my my biggest recommendation is always keep the number of teams low um don't do 10 team parlays um, don't throw the same team in multiple parlays. Those are kind of the main key rules. If, if you're doing that, it's probably okay, right? And, and if you can do parlays, I like doing them at the same time or at least in the same game because otherwise what will happen is people do a three-team parlay over different times and the first two legs will hit and then they'll be like, oh, should I play out? I'm like, no, because if, if, you, if you're going to play out, you shouldn't have put that team in anyway. That way, if you do them all at the same time, you never have this question. You never have to think about it, right? That's the benefit of, this, of, the, sa- of the same game, right? And, uh, you know, hey... We're, we're obviously going to hit some of them. Uh, the, the way these are going to go, you're going to probably hit like three in a row at some point. Yeah. And that's going to be a ton of profit. And then and then we're going to lose like five in a row <laughs> because yeah. that's how these, these type of things go. But um, it, at minimum, we are illustrating to the people just how parlays, why they're hard and why sports make a lot of money on parlays, why they advertise them, right? Yeah. It's, you should always proceed with caution with parlays. And I think we're illustrating that uh, to, to a T because it's, it's so hard to do, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's inc- like I mean, there's a reason that's what you see in all the advertisements and yeah, push the same game parlays and all that. And hey, get your get your money back if you bet or if you bet twenty, we'll give you ten. Yeah, because they, they know they're gonna pocket that ten because <laughs> right, exactly. gonna load up those parlays and try to I don't know set their change their family tree on it, and it's that's just not how this works. And I always tell people, if you're looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, this is not the place to go. We are slow and steady, long-term profits. We are not concerned about three-day stretches. We're concerned about 300-day stretches or, or, or at least – 30 day stretches, right? Yeah. And this is what happened in baseball. You know, baseball was was fun. We started off, I started off extremely hot. The model was great. Then it was kind of up and down, up and down. It was kind of like three day stretches, three day stretches. Then we had a long stretch where it was really profitable. And so that's kind of what we're what we're talking about here. Is there's gonna be lots of little ups and downs. It's it's long-term type stuff. We're not gonna concern ourselves with 
uh, you know, a, a bad day here, bad day there, right? It, it's long-term type stuff. So um, we'll, we'll get we'll get these rolling here soon enough. Uh, but before we get to today's slate, a lot of good games here for your Friday. Some yes. reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any of the college basketball and will be our college football content that this channel provides. And again, I've already mentioned that Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits. Membership starts at just $3 per month. www.patreon.com slash with the professor again link in the show description otherwise even if you're not over there with us we are still thrilled to have you here uh let's get to it all lines courtesy of bet online sign up link in the show description and current as the time of this recording on late thursday night several many a grade plays here on your friday again check out the google sheet that's linked in the show description it's the last paragraph it's also on the home page of the website www.pagetheprofessor.com um lots of good a plus make sure you're on the tab for today on november 11 so 11 slash 11 lots of a plus a plays your favorite jake the a plus play of the day here is miami is a 10-point favorite against UNC Greensboro. The model faded Miami successfully uh, in the first game of the season, but now it is backing them, says that they should be a, about a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, model doesn't really think this UNC Greensboro team is very good. Miami at home should be able to get out to a comfortable lead, and then it's just kind of hold on, you know, up 15 in the second half, and then just we need something not, something not stupid to happen, basically, to hold on to the 10-point win. Uh, total 131.5 in this one, and interestingly enough, the model says – 131.5. So right now the model says the total's priced nope. pretty well, but it says the, the side isn't that we should be on Miami minus 10. Jake, why is this your A-plus play of the day? All right, look, I mean, <clears throat> what, we're three, four in a row here with the line moving after we do this, like the, way, <laughs> yeah. the way we say it is. So whoever's listening, please keep this one at 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, I, I really like this Miami team. Uh, Nigel Pack <clears throat> was an incredible get from uh, like Kansas State. Over the I, I know there was a nil thing and well I think he was paid like four hundred thousand to do it but uh, it was a smart Props. it was, it was smart respect for whoever is doing that I mean he he's yeah. getting paid well and he's the school got a great player uh, I, like Wong coming back was big uh, they also have I think it's Omey Omir Omey something like that is a very good big guy they run this four out Larenega runs this four out one in they are. A very good defensive team. That offense is hard to stop because there's that ball just moves lightning quick. Um, very similar to what, not as much flex motion as what uh, Bellarmine ran, but that ball's going to move like that. Not a lot of dribbling, uh, so it's there's going to be a lot of open shots. They they struggled a little bit with Lehigh, but I think that that was more because shots just weren't La, Lafayette. La yeah, sorry. It was one of those wrong, wrong elsewhere. The, yeah. Hey, I, I all I remember is in the COVID year where like things got weird and you ended up playing like I swear Lafayette and Lehigh played each other like seven times. It was one of like the schedule and like one team was sick and the other team was whatever. And so they were just like, oh, we'll just play each other again. Like I, I swear, I, I, I get we should all probably be getting those two schools confused. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, I, what, they've got to be within like 30 minutes of each other to I, I, drive off yeah. the board. They play yeah. a seven game series. That's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, like I, they, I think it's just because shots weren't falling for Miami. I think shots fall at home. Uh, I mean, you can see Greensboro uh, took the task this D two school that just could not play defense to save their life. Uh, they, they, I mean, the dif difference here in the talent level on the defensive end is going to be nuts because UNC Greensboro turned the ball over eight times and 
they forced a ton of them to. So that's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to live off that. I think it's going to be much uh, flipped where they're turning the ball over a lot more and not, not able to force as many. So Miami's going to get some shot extra extra possessions there with the turnovers, and I, I think they'll win this by 10 to 15 fairly easy. Yeah, they – they beat Lafayette by 13 in the first game. We had Lafayette plus 23. Uh, it was just too many points for an opener. Uh, but at this one, I think I think you're right. I think they won by, by 13. I think they won this one by 13 as well. Uh, I, I did look it up. Lafayette and Lehigh are 22 minutes apart. So pretty dang close with your estimate of 30 minutes. There. Uh, that's that's why people come to the show, to, to learn how far apart to, to kind of random schools. Yeah, if you ask me what state they're in, I'm not going to be able to tell you. Pit. Pennsylvania, both of them yeah, in Pennsylvania. I would say in New York, so. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be close. I mean, but, uh, as somebody who lives in Texas, I'm always fascinated by some of the Northeast where it's like all those states, you can, you can drive to like four states in one day. And like, man, as a kid, I remember we drove, you know, an entire day and didn't even make it out of the state. So um, <laughs> moving on to the best B side, you know, a lot of good B plays today. One that's caught your attention is Kentucky, who's a 17-point favorite over Duquesne. We talked a little bit about this one uh, before we got on show that, if this got to 16, it would be an A grade. Uh, but right now, it's holding on to a B. Some value with Kentucky still, though. So I think this should be 19 and a half, so closer to 20 than 17. It's a big number. If you've noticed, looking through the sheet, the model doesn't love laying big numbers. So anytime it does, I kind of take note and say, it might be a, a strong play because uh, usually the number starts getting into these 20 area, the, the area of 20, and, and we just start grabbing points left and right and just say that's the smarter pick. Uh, but here laying a big number, uh, the model is doing Kentucky minus 17 B grade pick total. And this one's 143.5 models is 141.3. There's maybe a slightly into the under, not an official play main play here. Kentucky minus 17. Jake, why is this your best B side? Like, I, like I want to jump on this number for, I think it's going to move up. Um, Maybe this is the one that moves and not the other one. So it's yeah. like we're moving numbers left and right, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, like I think because I think uh, Oscar Shikway or Xavier uh, Wheeler or Collins is going to come back for this game because they've got the Champions Classic game coming up, and I know they're going to want to put on a good show. And you don't want those guys' first game to be that. So I think they may not play the full time, but I think as soon as it gets announced that they might play, this line moves because mm-hmm. those guys can really shift how good this uh, Kentucky team is because. Right now, I mean, they're even good. I like even without them, I'm still taking this. Uh, I think they win by 20. They got an incredible freshman in Carson Wallace, who had a almost had a triple double his first night <laughs> playing at Rupp Arena, which is just crazy. Uh, I mean, Duquesne came out, played great against Montana, but this is a different level of, I mean, several, several levels above what Montana yeah. was capable of. Um, they did Grant. Had a perfect night, didn't miss a shot. That's not going to happen here. Um, they're also not going to be able to hit the 64% from the field uh, that they hit against Montana. This Kentucky team is long, very athletic, and quick. And it is going to be really, really, really tough on them to get shot, uh, open shots. And it's just, I think this Kentucky team is going to run and be fast. And Toppin is much improved. Um, the Illinois State transfer, Antonio Reeves, came out hitting lights out. I mean, that's all he led the team from scoring from off the bench. He had 22. Uh, Frederick, the Iowa transfer played very, very well. He's running the point guard while Wheeler's out. This is only going to help this team as they end up getting these, what the, I think he won player of the year last year or was next to it. And is probably supposed to be the player of the year this year in Chiquay. As they add him back, Wheeler is a very, very good point guard. So when the, 
they add those two guys back, and it's going to drop some of these guys down from starting to uh, the bench, and they're just only going to get better. This is, I think, this game gets a lot closer to twenty-five than it is seventeen. All right, so that's our best B play there is Kentucky minus 17. So the Jake and a limb segment here, a situation where the model just kind of says, don't know, think it's priced pretty ripe. Jake, you think that you have an angle on it the model isn't seeing, and so you recommend a play. It's Toledo and UAB. This is a neutral site game, so no home team. Um Toledo is getting four and a half points in this one. Sideline says they should be getting only four. So the model leans Toledo as a four and a half point underdog, just a secret pick again. Not very confident. I think it's priced pretty well. The model does like the under in this one, though. Interestingly enough, the total is 156 and a half. Sideline says 144 and a half. It probably shouldn't be quite that low, but the model does think that, directionally speaking, it should be under that. Uh, Jake, you have a pick on the side that you really like in this one. Tell us what it is. Like I, I love UAB as a team. I'm right. I'm taking them minus four and a half here. This game should be on your television. I know it's going to be out there competing, and what you're going to see on most of your TV is Gonzaga, Michigan State. So I think it's right around that same time. They, no, this one's a, this one's at four central. Four, four. So you, oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. So this so, one, yeah. as long as who wants to work, finish your work day early. You know, if, if you're on the Eastern time zone, get home early, I guess. And yes. otherwise, just who wants to work until five, put this game on your on your computer. You know, your boss hopefully doesn't care. Yeah, especially with most most people, I'm assuming, are able to work from home. They're not exactly. Gonna, unless your yeah. boss living with you, I don't think they're going to see it. There you uh, go. Yeah, go, take 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 lunch, go home, work the second day, half of the day at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, not just because this should be a great game because Toledo is supposed to be really good this year. UAB is probably the best, one of the best mid majors. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't count Gonzaga in that because I don't feel like that's quite fair. Yeah. So UAB is probably the next best mid mid major, but Jelly Walker is a just a walking bucket. He is uh, unbelievable. Started the, I mean, finished the year amazing, came up, didn't miss a beat, had 38 in the opener. He is just really, really good. Andy Kennedy is a great coach. Uh, he got ran out of the SEC for some reason. I, I don't know why. He was he, right after making the tournament at Ole Miss. It didn't really make sense. Uh, but that's a different. That's a different conversation. <laughs> just think uh, that he did a great. He grabbed a couple. Of, uh, he grabbed an LSU transfer. Um, so a couple other transfers. He returned most, like I think, four of his five starters off last year's team who did very well. They won a game in the tournament, I believe. Uh, and then, I mean, I, I love I love this Toledo team. I love to watch them play. They play at a very fast pace. Uh, their coach called Todd K. We'll call him Coach K. Junior, because Coach K is no longer here. I can't say his last name. It's going to sound like a cuss word if I say it. Um, but it's he's a very good coach. But it's mainly offensive. Like they play a very like very much kind of like that Nate Oates, like just run and run and gun, shoot it very quick, and that that's part of the reason why the number is so high on the total. Uh, but it's I just don't think they've got enough defense here. And I mean they let have Valpo hit forty three from three or forty three percent from three. They're not a great shooting team. This UAB team is a great shooting team. Jelly Walker might. There's, there's. I I would almost say there's more of a chance that he hits fifty that, than than he goes under twenty. He's just. He's gonna just shoot it over and over. It's just unbelievable. He's very, very good. If if he hits fifty, you heard it here first. I I think, and I think the the reason is on the defensive end because he's just gonna get so many more shots because Toledo wants to play so fast uh, and. Having having a guard like that 
really separates teams, especially at the college level. And I think that is the biggest difference. I think the, the, De- the counter to meeting 50. And I think the reason why the model likes the under a little bit here is new court, usually slower uh, starting. I will say my official recommendation, if you're playing an under on a neutral site here this weekend, maybe especially the first game of these tournaments, um, maybe a first half under probably a safer bet than the full game under expecting it to start slow. So something, something to consider there that sometimes these neutral site games, they start a little bit slower the first 10 minutes and then they start kind of picking up. And then the second half is when more of the scoring happens. Um, very similar I, when they play the like elite eight games and stuff in the football stadiums. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even and even in the first round, a lot of times the first half unders they've started shading them really low because that same effect happens where it's just things start slow. There's usually like a game or two that starts like gangbusters, but there's so many games that start relatively slow. And, and if there's going to be scoring, it's going to happen later. Um, you, you talk about the best mid major. Uh, do we consider the American? A, a major now. I mean, the American wants I, to be called a major. They're, they're they're doing the whole we're the power six, right? That's yeah, sort of. I, I think they are. I mean, you've got you've got some. They're cool, good basketball conference. Yeah, Houston, yeah. Memphis. I mean, but the thing is, they're losing that because uh, since he's normally pretty good too. Um, so mm-hmm. I I consider the American like up there with the power five. Like it. I, I, I just wanted to clarify that so that people people in the comments were like, "How did Houston or whatever's a mid major?" It's like I don't know if Houston's a mid major or not. You like, can't be a Final Four and title favorite and claim your mid major. Right, right. And, and and next year they'll be in the they'll be moved up. Right. So yeah. uh, it'll be a, it'll be a different different situation there. Um, so that'll take us to our shake and bake with Jake. Uh, again, like I talked about the start, we're going to get one of these here uh, soon enough. The one you like here, uh, late one, 930 Central BYU at San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State, when you talk about mid-majors, right, another team that would, would argue with UAB as one of the best ones. Uh, it, it, this early in the season, it's hard to tell. Uh, both of them are going to be fantastic. They're 10-point favorites at home against a, a BYU school that has had some good basketball teams. This one, maybe not quite up to par with some of those. Uh, the model here says this should be San Diego State minus 11.2. Says the total should be 131.5. It's actually 136.5. So we have about five points of cushion there on the under so again the model here is saying lay the 10 with san diego state and go under which i think anytime you talk about san diego state under feels like a smart play doesn't even matter the sport i don't know anything about their baseball team but, but probably a smart play with that too <laughs> definitely it's for football and basketball yeah. uh, jake w- what's your take on this one all right i like first off i think byu is in for a hard year this year there this is very unlike a byu football team and that, basketball yeah they are very inexperienced they're a very young team, um, so they're going to struggle there. That like you watch that they struggled to put away a doormat in Idaho State, and they only won that game at home by four. They shot terribly uh, going it through. Was tie, it was tied too. Yeah, it was like it was just they never looked good. They never looked like they had it handled. Um, the San Diego State team is one of the teams I'm most excited for this year. Like they were very good last year and mainly on the defensive end, but they also had that kid Bradley who was who could just light up teams and then they went out in the transfer portal and made, got, grabbed him some help with uh, Trammell from Seattle. Now they've got two guys that can go light out scoring at any point. I think both were averaging 17-18 last year. If you put them both on the same team, it makes it really tough, especially with the way they play defense. That defense didn't drop at all. They, I think they forced uh, turnovers on 
over a quarter of the possessions for uh, Fullerton. I mean, not that Fullerton's a great team or anything, but they held them to 57 points and still one hour or four times they had the ball, they were giving it back to San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State, and the reason I like the under, one, that defense is just suffocating. Uh, everybody's watched Texas Tech and how that defense works and how Chris Baird's defense works at Texas, which, holy crap, what was Houston Christian doing tonight? Uh, that's just, ooh. Whatever it was, it wasn't basketball. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so like everybody's seen that. Well, this is a very much of the same vein kind of defense. Very like it's not pack line like you'd see with Virginia. It's very much in your face pressure. Do not let your let anybody breathe and, and have a lot of rotations. They're very, very good at it. This is a very experienced team. It's one of the most experienced teams coming back. I think they ranked inside like the top fifty when and Kim Palm's experience ranking, rankings. Uh, they made it to the tournament last year. They're, I would say, the big favorites to win the Mountain West. Uh, and I, I don't really see anybody else getting in their way for that. Uh, but this is going – I swear this is the part where it's going to hit because it makes the most sense going under this 136.5 and uh, minus 10. I, I really don't see BYU having much of a chance here. I think they get choked out throughout the game on offense. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit of difference between San Diego State and the next best team in the Mountain West, um, which is interesting. A little sad. I mean, it, when the Mountain West has like four or five top teams, it's a lot of fun. And, and, and not that there, yeah, and, and not that there won't be some good teams, but that the San Diego State team is, is poised to be pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, I like the under a lot as well. You know, when you when you talk about, we think that San Diego State's just going to be a lot better than BYU. BYU at this point, you know, maybe. On a, in, a, in a good year for them, can eke into the tournament as an 11 seed, a 12 seed. But like you said, we saw from that first game, I mean, it's looking almost like getting to the NIT would be a good season yeah. for them based off of that. It's just one game, you know, but yeah, it, it's concerning for sure. And when you just know how good San Diego State is, when you talk about that, the, the, the better team tends to control the pace of the game. And, and the reason for that is you talk about that suffocating defense. San Diego State's going to play a slow game. They're deliberate on offense. Mm -hmm. They make you take a long time shooting the ball. If BYU tries to play and they want to play up and down, they want to get up, down, fast, shoot the ball. But if, if they try to do that at San Diego State, they're probably not going to get good looks, which means they're not going to score. It's going to help the under. Yeah. Or they're going to take a long time on the shot clock because that's what San Diego State does kind of help the under it's kind of one of those i don't see how what happens in this game to go over other than just you know there's sometimes where teams just can't miss and that sort of thing happens in 40 minutes every once in a while yeah i mean i mean they would have to both these teams would have to get really hot with yeah and, and play a different style of ball than they're used to yeah and that's and, and obviously possible right so obviously there's no locks in gambling but yeah when, when you look at it it's kind of like unless something weird happens you get one of those upper 10th percentile type shooting performances from one or both of these teams it, it's hard to see how there's a lot of points in this week senior state's going to control the tempo they're going to make BYU take a long time on offense or they're going to create a lot of bad shots or both right and they're going to take their own time again with a deliberate style of offense trying to control this game. They should be able to dominate it. Like we said, we think they're a lot better at BYU. So San Diego State minus 10 and under 136 and a half is our shake it bake with Jake here. On to the must-see TV segment. There's a handful of interesting games here for your Friday. Already talked about a couple of them here. We've already highlighted some interesting games, some good games that, that you might want to watch. This one is one uh, that you have your eye on. Uh, Love the small school love here. Belmont and Furman. Uh, Belmont already playing in a classic this season. Now they're traveling to Furman. Furman is a nine-point favorite 
in this one, which, you know, it's just at first glance just kind of surprised me that it was that much. And obviously this Foreman team is really, we saw what they did last year, but it's still just jarring for me personally, because in my head, I'm still kind of like Belmont's, you know, like almost like a baby Gonzaga in that, you know, pretty good school constantly, you know, whatever. And, and Furman's like the new kid on the block, but Furman, a legit team sideline says this should be Furman minus 7.8. So it's not like the line's that far off, but the model thinks grabbing the nine with Belmont makes a lot of sense. This could be a tight ball game. And at that point, um, you know, we just need something not crazy to happen at the end to get plus nine. That's where the model says model also likes the over 145.5 as the total should be 149, according to the model. Jake, what is your play for us on your must-see TV game of the night? Like, I'm, I'm on Belmont plus nine. Uh, this was a contender to be in the last game. I just thought this one fit better for the TV because uh, not everybody's going to want to stay up to almost midnight. Uh, so, uh, but, I mean, this game's going to be battling it out for, like, for your TV space with the Gonzaga game and uh, Mississippi State and Ak- Akron should be on your TV too. At least check in on that. That should that's Akron's supposed to be a very very good team this year. And I think that is another number that just surprised me. Just from this, just and, and again, we look at the numbers, it, it kind of makes more sense. But yeah, just looking at Akron being fan, I was like, really, they're favored over an SEC. Okay, okay, you know, all right. So, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. I want to see what's going on in that one. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, it should be a very good game and uh, that, but this one should be a really, really good game. Uh, like Furman has two guards. I wish I could say their name, like get their names right, but I can't, uh, that they brought back from last year that are incredible. They are just going to light people up left and right, it, but it's just, they are going to struggle on the inside. Uh, Belmont is one of the top like 40 teams in size and so they've got a lot more size than this Furman team, and they're going to rebound like crazy. Uh, Furman depends a lot on the outside shot. Uh, that creates a lot of – it's just harder. The farther you get from the goal, the harder it is to make the shot. It's just one of those things in life. Um, yeah. But uh, so, like, Belmont also has some very good shooters. Um, they're, they're missing some starters in that first game, like our guys that were projected to start in the Ohio game. I think – there's a chance to get a couple of them back, but if that happens, this line should get a lot tighter because these teams are very, very close in talent, and it's going to be a very, very good game. I think the rebounding edge plus uh, Shepard being able to shoot just lights out and not miss a beat for Belmont keeps this game very close. Uh, like they had, and just Belmont is an incredibly coached team every year. It's just they yeah. they don't make stupid mistakes. It seems. And it's, if they do, it's very, very rare. I don't think they're going to turn the ball over a lot and give Furman a lot of chances, uh, extra chances. I think this game stays within about five points the whole game. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites in the first game at home against Ohio, and uh, I said that was – you know, way too many. I said it should have been like two and a half that Ohio's a really good team. And Ohio nearly won the game. Belmont wins by one. It feels like this is a little bit of an overreaction to that because I think that said enough about Ohio as Belmont, which we said from the start that that was like Belmont's a good team. Ohio's a good team, right? And the same thing here, Furman's a good team as well. Like some of these teams are all pretty good. Early in the season, it's hard to know exactly where they're going to stack up, which is kind of why sometimes taking a, a decent amount of points like this makes a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense in that game to grab the points with Ohio, just saying they can hang in this game. And the same thing here, it makes a lot of sense grabbing the points of Belmont, just being like, they can hang in this game. Like, just because they didn't, you know, destroy Ohio, 
you know, Ohio's a solid team. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get destroyed by, by Furman, who also is decent, but all these teams are pretty good, interesting small schools uh, that all have a good shot at playing into March. All should at least make the NIT at minimum and got a good chance of playing in, in, in the, the big dates. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know, <laughs> I mean, Belmont, they especially this first like month and a half of the year, almost every time they're going to play because the way their schedule writes up they're they're going to be good chance that they're on this must see TV segment because they're a very good team. They play very good mid majors because it's just smart scheduling because you want your team battle tested and you can't control your conference, even though they just moved up to the uh, uh, moved up is the wrong word, but I think they went to a stronger conference than Missouri Valley yeah. than the OVC and they Murray State yeah. went with them. Uh, so because those are the only two teams in, in the OVC that were yeah. good and they all they've all left over the years. Yep. Yeah. It's wild. I went to school in OVC, and that I don't recognize that conference at all anymore. Yes, yeah, it's, it's totally different. Half, most of my, I feel like all of them just went to the Missouri Valley, or most of them did at least. Yeah, and then EKU went to the Sun Belt. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I just really like this Belmont team every year, year in, year out. They're just yeah. very consistent, very good. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. That's the games you're going to cover on this show. Again, check out all the other picks that Sideline has in the Google Sheet. Uh, JKD, parting words for us. Yeah, keep keep your eye out on the the Google Sheet because there's several games in there that I'll probably, that we didn't have lines for right now with those Mm -hmm. six digit ones that I'm very interested in. Uh, One of the ones I got my eye on to see what what happens is that Duke game, the Duke game with uh, a lively going to play, been announced he's going to play. So I'm very interested to see what he looks like and how this Duke team looks with him playing. Uh, There's several games like that that once we get the information out, we can, if you're in the Discord, there's another reason to be in the uh, Patreon stuff. Like if you're in the Discord, we can, we'll throw those back out there, those picks out there. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we've on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. Check out the college football stuff if you haven't yet. But until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>